Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is no better show on your radio. This is Around the House with Eric G. Everybody stop what you're doing, please! From your back fence to the sidewalk, Eric will tell you how to keep it all in tip-top shape while helping you save a buck while doing it. If you like DIY projects, it takes a lot of practice to get good at it, and Eric is here to guide the way. These are the wrong plans! These are the old plans! All that and more on the fastest two hours of home improvement radio. Stop it! Stop what you're doing! Welcome to Around the House with Eric G. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G. This is where we talk home improvement every single weekend. Thanks for joining us. Coming up this next week is Global Accessibility Awareness Day. And this is something that really means a lot to me. And technology out there has been so helpful in making everything more accessible for everyone out there. And today we've got Thomas Wodkowski, Vice President of Accessibility for Comcast. Welcome to Around the House, brother. Really appreciate you coming on today. And you've got an amazing story to tell and how you guys are really helping people out there. Hey, Eric. Thanks for having me. And uh, nice to be with you around the house. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I was reading through your bio, and you grew up in a house of four boys, exactly yes, how I did. I have three brothers as well, so I know the fun, the pain, the learning, and the experience of that. What end were you at, the oldest or the youngest? I was the oldest. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I was the youngest, so I got more abused than you did. Yeah, um, I was the trailblazer for my brothers. I was the one. I was the one that taught them what not to do. It seemed for the many times my youngest brother goes, "I really learned a lot from you of how not to do things." And I'm like, "Well, thanks, man. Happy I could help." <laughs> well, yeah. I, wanted, yeah, I wanted to talk today about um, you know your experience and what's going on here with Comcast. I, I've gone through. You know, I'm a I'm a user, so I have Xfinity in my house, and you guys have done so much as an organization to make things easily accessible for many? Well, uh, you know, it really starts out with the premise that if you build accessibility into your product, or now what we're starting to talk more about is inclusive design. If you have a focus on inclusive design right from the beginning of your of your product lifecycle, you're going to end up with a better product for everyone. And it's because you're focused on, you know, all little aspects of accessibility. So you're, you're, you're taking it from the premise that not everyone can use a mouse, not everyone can speak. Uh, and so you're thinking about multimodal experiences, inclusive experiences right from the get-go. And if you can follow that all the way through the life cycle, not only do I as someone who's blind and other people with disabilities win, everybody wins. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I really learned some of that when I was designing my parents' house and my dad passed about seven years ago, but we designed kind of their forever home. And I really designed a lot, you know, not on the 
on this side of things, but we made all the doors three foot wide. There's no steps up. And when you design something from start to finish with, with that in mind, it's so true because it just naturally lends a hand to uh, more inclusivity for people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you guys have got some great stuff and um, even just the voice guidance stuff on the Xfinity X1 system um, is so easy to use for me. And I can't, I can't imagine for somebody that, um, that has more struggles to get around or, or use it. Um, it's impressive just how that works on its own. The voice guidance is our feature that enables people who are blind or visually impaired to independently navigate their entertainment experience uh, on X1 and now Flex, which is our um, you know, free video product that we add to uh, our broadband customer, broadband only customers. And so um, similar platform. And so voice guidance will read the on-screen menus. Um, it will read the TV listings, will help you schedule and playback DVR recordings. Uh, so it's really the, the voice out where your TV is talking to you. Uh, and then you combine that with our voice remote where you as the customer are talking to the TV to say, hey, watch NBC, you know, when are the Mariners playing, whatever it is. Um, you know, and then you combine that and now you have like that whole conversation going on between you and the TV for someone who can't see the, the uh, searches come up on the screen. It really makes for an inclusive experience and it's easy to turn on or off. You can use a voice command to say voice guidance on, voice guidance off. Uh, we have shortcut keys that we map into the remote. So on, on your remote on X1, you can press the B button twice and that's the default shortcut to turn on and off the voice guidance. It's the one keyboard shortcut that everyone else in my house knows <laughs> because they're all sighted. Um, but, you know, that's the beauty part of inclusive design. Um, and, you know, it's, it's an experience that's there when I'm controlling the TV and it's an experience that might be beneficial to others. Maybe they're just tired of looking at a screen all day and they want to text read to them. But if they want to go back to the, you know, quote unquote, traditional way of navigating TV in a, in a visual way, hit that button twice or say voice guidance off and voila, you got your normal experience back and, and you're off and running. And that's the way, you know, my wife and son would use it. I come in, I turn it on and, and I'm off and running. It's so easy to use that voice remote. I have really tried to throw it for a loop sometimes. And it is about 97% accurate to me compared to many other voice activated things in my house. And I don't talk smack about anybody, but some of those things I'm, I'm, I'm having to ask four or five times to finally get someplace with it that I'm trying to get. That doesn't happen with the voice remote with me personally, because unless there's like multiple options, like there's a, a show or a movie that has, you know, there's seven of them with the, with the same similar name. It, it works really yeah. flawlessly for me. Yeah, and we've really leaned in on the entertainment experience and really, you know, tuning our, our voice commands. Um, but the beauty part about X1 and our Flex platform is that, you know, now that we're into this cloud infrastructure uh, and it's a cloud-based system, um, we can bring in the rest of our features. So you can control your Wi-Fi through your voice remote um, X1. Um, you can look at our Xfinity home security cameras through your TV now. Yep. So you can you get a notification of when somebody's at the door uh, and, you know, you can check things out. 
And that's you know, really helpful or, because if, if I've got friends coming over to watch sports or something like that, I've got that same system and I can set it up on the TV. So when somebody pulls into my driveway, I can see that someone's coming before, you know, I can be to the door before I hear the doorbell ring, which is pretty handy when I'm, when I've got that situation going on. Yeah. Or if you're in the basement and the, and the big screens in the basement and uh, you know, you gotta, you want to know, can't necessarily hear who's knocking at the door. And so they pop up on your camera, you get a notification and, uh, and we can now detect people, uh, vehicles, and pets through, you know, machine learning and AI. So I have a notification that says, you know, tell me when the camera detects a person. And Same here. Pretty wild. Yeah. Which you, which you can find out, you know. And then the nice thing for me as a blind user, you know, we offer the ability to have audio uh, as part of the camera. Now I can tell if the uh, delivery, a package delivery, uh, you know, throwing the box up on the front porch or if it's, uh, you know, a neighbor or whatever it is, just, you know, or if it's uh, the guys cutting the lawn because you can hear the, you know, the, the leaf blower in the background or whatever it is, I can get something out of it too because of that audio. And that audio is clear because I've got, I've got two of the cameras at my house and they, they work super well and you can definitely hear what's going on. Um, you know, I, I caught one of my delivery drivers running accidentally across my lawn. I was like, who put the tire tracks in my yard? Sure enough, yeah. it was a delivery driver that hadn't, Hadn't made it through uh, backing the truck up day, but you know what I mean? It worked out well because I could go back, uh, you know, 12 hours and go find it. So it was it was pretty cool. You guys have come <laughs> out too with this, which I saw the video on your website, but the X1 eye control. Yeah, that, that's uh, our X1 adaptive remote. <clears throat> and that's another beneficiary of being in a cloud-based platform where, uh, what this is, meeting the customer where they are. So in this case, we're talking about customers with physical disabilities, maybe somebody with uh, Gehrig's disease, ALS, where, you know, the remote, the traditional remote just isn't an option for them. Uh, and so they're able to use the technology they, they want to use, um, which might be in this case, um, you know, Microsoft in your backyard does a lot with eye, eye tracking. And so... Uh, they might use a surface tablet with, um, you know, the, the eye, eye gaze, the Toby eye gaze the hardware uh, connected to it. And as long as they can navigate through to the web browser and navigate a web page, uh, they can log into XFIN, XFIN.tv slash access and go through, enter their username and password. And as long as they have X1, uh, they can pick which box they want to control. And now their eyes are the mouse. And so they can hover over the menu button, for example, and, you know, uh, they can set the dwell time for their gaze. And so say it's like a second and a half or whatever it might be, uh, they dwell on that button and it triggers the button. And so this has been a really effective way for people for whom voice isn't possible or for whom holding a remote isn't possible, but they can navigate uh, through assistive, their preferred assistive technology. Uh, and so... You know, we look at, at inclusive design as really twofold. One, building solutions directly into our product. Voice guidance is a great example of that. And then meeting the customer where they are with the technology that they bring to our doorstep every day. And the excellent adaptive remote uh, is a good example of, of, of that act. Well, that just gives so much freedom because, you know, let's say somebody with ALS, so they're sitting there and they've got somebody that's caring for them that can control that. But as soon as they walk off, uh, they're stuck watching whatever's on TV and they had no way before to control that. Now they've got complete control to be able to manage that. And that's, that's brilliant. 
Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what we've heard from customers. Uh, you know, they're stuck on the channel that the caregiver left it on, um, and you know, that's that's just not not acceptable in, in in today's world with the technology capabilities that we have. Yeah, it's incredible, and I'm sure you guys have a lot of other stuff that you're doing as well as stuff in the books out there because it seems that every single year. There's such big jumps in accessibility like this uh, just because technology keeps getting better and better and, quite frankly, easier to navigate. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at uh, one one thing we're looking at right now is um, something called dynamic audio where we, this is good for people with PTSD. We have it in select boxes right now, our, uh, our, some of our newer X1 boxes. Um, uh, where you know we reduce spikes in audio, uh, so like think about explosions in in action movies, and we enhance the dialogue on the other end. Um, and so that's that's uh, one that that we're starting to talk about now, and and is in our in our labs. If you look under the uh, settings menu of, of X1, you'll see Comcast Labs, and that's where we trial a lot of different things before they actually you know move into their permanent home. Uh, in, on the platform, and, and so you know, dynamic audio. If you have one of our, our wireless boxes, uh, um, you, you can try that out. Um, you know, Bluetooth hearing aids. Um, you know, I know my dad; he's 88, and you know, we go home and the TV's turned up to 11, um, <laughs> and and you know that's fine. But but now you know he can pair up his Bluetooth hearing aid, and we can all watch together and had a much more comfortable volume both for him and for us. Uh, so so you, that's, can, that's you can watch TV without up. making the neighbors mad. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's um, uh, later this year, we're going to come out with a large button remote. Uh, we, we do have one, but it's uh, a, with a third party remote. So we designed one mm-hmm. uh, and it's from the ground up and it's going to have our voice capability in there as well. People, Older adults, people with dexterity challenges, uh, people with uh, visual uh, impairments, they're going to be able to use that remote. And we've done some things where, you know, if you want to change the battery, uh, you know, you don't have to take the back completely off the remote. It just slides down like a drawer and, and you know, try to put some tabs in the in there so it's easier to kind of get those batteries out. You yes. know, the, the, the labeling of the buttons, you know, the backlighting of the, of the buttons, those types of things are are some of what you'll find. And it, and it fits nice and flat so if somebody uh, needs to you know operate it with two hands and put it on a tray or a table uh, it's nice and stable so uh, just a few things that we have coming out we also work with our general mobile apps uh, you know our Xfinity stream app which is our second screen experience uh, or the Xfinity app which is how you manage your home network and set up profiles for people in your home and navigate your smart home technology things like that um, so accessibility really cuts across, you know, the company. Sometimes we're looking at building in features that that we build in. Sometimes we're looking at just making sure our web web applications, web pages, mobile applications are tagged correctly so that they work with, you know, traditional assistive technology built into that operating system, um, or or made for that operating system, Windows, Mac, OS, Android, whatever it is. Um, and so it's it, it, it's you know really a, a comprehensive uh, approach. That's awesome. I know somebody that's a caregiver and they love that uh, Xfinity app where they can watch TV on it because they can be sitting there with the person that they're helping and they might fall asleep so they can turn the TV down so it's not going to wake them back up again. But they they grab their phone and they can actually 
you know, watch that TV show in the house there with their headphones on without disturbing their patient that's there. So it uh, that goes for caregivers as well as the people that are that are, that are receiving the care. Yeah, and that's you know where we do, we do have Bluetooth audio again for the hearing aid, but that's that's that you can also use it to pair up a, a Bluetooth speaker, Bluetooth headset. Um, a lot of people use that same thing with closed captioning. If you think about it, you know, inclusion. We talk about inclusion making a better product for everyone. Um, a closed captioning. How many people use that just to follow a show? Um, oh, I do I mean, all the time. Yeah. I I do all the time. The reason why is sometimes I'll be watching like a British comedy or something that I miss some of those little details on the snarkiness or whatever. And it's nice yeah, to have right. it on there. Cause I can, I can catch it. Yeah. My wife does the same thing and it, it tells me when the captions aren't right. I'm like, geez, I can't even get away from work even when I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just, uh, the talking guide as well as stuff that you guys, you know, we talked a little bit about that stuff, but I think there's just so many, so many things for the users out there that to explore, within Comcast that can help just everybody, including those that really need it. Uh, I think there's a lot of usability function here for even just the general public that don't have, you know, these challenges that other people do. Absolutely. And, you know, we talked about the X1 adaptive remote for the eye tracker, but that's just a web, you know, a web version of a traditional remote. And, and so anyone can, if you have X1, use that. You know, um, with any, you know, people on, you know, one of our, our folks says she's always losing her remote. So she just always has that page up on her, on her iPhone and she just, that's how she controls the TV. So, you know, same thing with Bluetooth audio, uh, you know, uh, you know, keyboard shortcuts or, you know, shortcuts that you add to the remote. You, know, you can turn on off closed captioning. You can you know, do other things with that. So, so it's really you know, tr- trying to find areas, you know, building for an edge case, but, but in doing so, um, you know, coming up with a feature that, that just really makes it better for everybody. How many people are using, you know, the, the wheelchair ramps at a street crossing, right? Yeah. Far more people than, than who they were originally designed for. No question. And so that's kind of what we're thinking about, right? Like it's the electronic uh, equivalent of a curb cut. Yeah, I mean, even the even the even the bumps, um, you know, that that warn somebody walking. I think you know on those same, you know, wheelchair ramps. Uh, those are great for the people that are texting on their phone, crossing the street, knowing that hey, yeah. hey, there's a curb coming. Absolutely, yeah. You know, so it all works out. Well, Tom, thanks for coming on today, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, you gave us such great information. Uh, today about what Comcast has going on with this, where you guys are headed, and it's going to be super helpful and uh, great for everyone to be able to navigate this stuff. Well, thanks for having me. As we head out to break, make sure you hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse, Round the House with Eric G, and make sure you hit us up here and listen to the podcast anywhere you catch podcasts, and that's aroundthehouseonline.com or your favorite podcast player. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.